You're listening to Business English Pod, the Business English podcast for professionals on the move. Hello, and welcome back to Business English Pod. My name's Edwin, and I'll be your host for today's lesson on English for Coaching. Before we get started, a quick reminder that this lesson, along with hundreds of others, is available as a free download from the BEP website. Premium members can also access a PDF transcript and online quizzes for every lesson. If you'd like to take a free trial to preview some of these extra resources, just head over to www.businessenglishpod.com. Everyone understands the importance of a good coach in sports, but what about a good coach at work? In fact, coaching is an important part of every manager's job. Managing people isn't just about telling them what to do and how to do it. A good manager helps employees develop and reach their full potential, just like in sports, and that requires an open and constructive coaching relationship. Coaching involves an ongoing dialogue between you and the employee. Together, you assess the situation, set goals, monitor those goals, and adjust your activities and objectives as you go along. Yes, I said together. The 21st century manager isn't the same as the 1980s manager. The relationship is different. You have to be the boss without being bossy. You need to maintain your authority and the employee's autonomy at the same time. That's a fine line to walk. Coaching often begins with a needs analysis. That is, you're meeting with an employee to figure out what is working well, what's not working at all, and what can be improved. That conversation will involve a lot of open-ended questions. It will also involve showing empathy, which is an important part of leadership. When you talk about the employee's performance, it's important to give very specific examples of behavior. It's also important to ask for their perspective on those behaviors. Ultimately, you want to get the employee to agree about what his or her challenges are. Only then can you move on to talk about solutions. In today's dialogue, we'll hear Marion, an experienced lawyer, coaching a younger lawyer named Rachel. Marion and Rachel are having an open discussion about Rachel's performance and trying to establish what her needs might be. As you listen to the dialogue, try to answer the following questions. 1. Why does Marion mention her own experience at her first job? 2. What example of Rachel's performance does Marion bring up for discussion? 3. After assessing the problem, what does Marion ask Rachel at the end of the conversation? Coffee? No, I'm good, thanks. Okay. So, thinking about our initial conversation, was there anything that came up? Yeah, well, it's all hands on deck with the Carter depositions, but nothing I can't handle. And the work's interesting. But, yeah, I guess there have been some challenges, mainly, I guess, with the paralegals. Okay, that's good. And so, how would you describe these challenges? Well, Matt and I seem to be on the same wavelength, 
but the others, maybe not so much. At least I get the vibe that they don't always know or they're not always sure what my expectations are. Ah, expectations. Right. I've been there. I remember the same thing. At my first job, after being called to the bar, big learning curve there. Right. I think I'm still getting the hang of it, obviously. So it's a lot about communication, isn't it? Communication, for sure. But also consistency. I mean, here's an example. I was chatting to Jeff the other day about one of my cases. Anyway, he mentioned a case file he was working on for you. Showed me some of the notes you'd reviewed and edited. Okay. Yeah, he was a bit confused. Most of the time, he said you have notes attached with directions. But this time, no notes. Just a bunch of edits. So, why do you think that might be an issue for him? Why is that an issue? You mean, he wanted those comments? Because I really didn't have much time. I had a ton of files to get to, and... I guess I can't always hold his hand through stuff like that. I just need him to get it done. Ah, I see. Well, I think you might need to shift your thinking a bit on this. I mean, it's a working relationship. And with the paralegals, it's important to nurture them and guide them and give them the tools they need to succeed. Because everyone ultimately wants to do a good job. And when there's uncertainty or when expectations seem to change, it's confusing. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uncertainty. Right. So it seems like maybe you need to re-examine that relationship and how you approach it. Does that make sense? Yes, for sure. Definitely food for thought. And yeah, you know, it's something I need to give some thought to. Thanks for this, Marion. Really helpful. Now let's go through the dialogue again and look at the language and techniques Marion used as she coaches Rachel. We begin as Rachel sits down in Marion's office. Coffee? No, I'm good, thanks. Okay. So, thinking about our initial conversation, was there anything that came up? This isn't the first time Marion has discussed Rachel's work with her. She mentions an initial or first conversation and asks if anything has come up since then. If something comes up, especially a problem or difficulty, then it simply happens. Marion is starting out with very open-ended questions. That is, she's not asking about specific issues. She's letting Rachel identify anything that she thinks is important. Remember, an important part of coaching is letting employees have a say in their own development. Let's practice some more ways of asking open-ended questions as we assess needs. So, how has everything been going? What's been happening since we last talked? So, how do you feel about all the changes? Is everything going all right with Frank these days? So, what does Rachel say has come up since their initial conversation? 
Yeah, well, it's all hands on deck with the Carter depositions, but nothing I can't handle. And the work's interesting. But, yeah, I guess there have been some challenges, mainly, I guess, with the paralegals. Okay, that's good. And so, how would you describe these challenges? Rachel has identified challenges with the paralegals, or the legal assistants, who work with lawyers. And when Marion says that's good, she doesn't mean that problems are good. She's saying it's good that Rachel can identify the issue. Then, continuing with the open-ended approach, she asks Rachel to describe the problem. Well, Matt and I seem to be on the same wavelength, but the others, maybe not so much. At least I get the vibe that they don't always know or they're not always sure what my expectations are. Ah, expectations. Right. I've been there. I remember the same thing. At my first job, after being called to the bar, big learning curve there. Rachel is describing some specific issues with the paralegals. In particular, she's not sure she's on the same wavelength or in agreement with most of them. And one of the problems is that they may not know what Rachel's expectations are. At this point, Marion doesn't start giving specific feedback. Coaching is built on trust. So, to develop trust, she shows empathy. She says she had a similar experience after being called to the bar or when she officially became a lawyer. As she says, there was a big learning curve, which meant it was difficult to learn. Let's run through some more ways of showing empathy in order to build trust as a coach. I had to deal with similar issues when I started. This reminds me of the first time I had to fire someone. Yeah, I've had to deal with a lot of difficult clients. I've dealt with that kind of person before. Always a challenge. How does Rachel respond to Marion's show of empathy? Right. I think I'm still getting the hang of it, obviously. So it's a lot about communication, isn't it? Rachel admits that she's still getting the hang of it or developing the skills she needs. And she then asks Marion specifically about communication. You see, now that Marion has built some trust, Rachel is asking for input. She's now open to feedback. So let's hear what kind of feedback Marion has for her. Communication, for sure. But also consistency. I mean, here's an example. I was chatting to Jeff the other day about one of my cases. Anyway, he mentioned a case file he was working on for you showed me some of the notes you'd reviewed and edited. Marion started very open-ended, but now she's getting very specific. She wants to deliver a bit of criticism, which she can do safely because Rachel invited feedback. The behavior Marion wants to talk about concerns a case file, which is the record of a legal action. A paralegal named Jeff showed Marion some of Rachel's work on the case file. Marion is setting up some feedback about Rachel's work with the paralegals, but she's carefully giving specific examples of behavior. If you deliver feedback, 
it has to be based on specific examples or evidence. This will help you illustrate your idea, but it will also help the person you're coaching to understand clearly. How else can we give specific examples of behavior? Let's try a few more examples. As an example, you sometimes seem reluctant to engage with staff. Thinking back to the meeting, it would have been good to see you manage the discussion better. Sometimes you can be so encouraging, like when you helped Brent. On Monday, for instance, you arrived later than anyone else. Now let's continue, as Marion explains what happened with Jeff, the paralegal, and the case file. Okay? Yeah, he was a bit confused. Most of the time, he said you have notes attached with directions. But this time, no notes, just a bunch of edits. So, why do you think that might be an issue for him? Apparently, Rachel hasn't been consistent in her notes on case files. But Marion doesn't come out and just criticize her. Instead, she asks for Rachel's opinion on how they might impact her paralegal. Again, coaching is a dialogue, not a lecture. You need to engage the employee in a conversation about their own performance. The more they realize on their own, the better able they will be to understand and improve. So you need to ask for their input or perspective regularly. Let's practice some more ways of asking employees for their opinions. What do you think might be going on with the team? Do you think there might be a reason why Rhonda is acting this way? Why do you think you feel so nervous about the presentation? Could there be another explanation for the problem? So, what is Rachel's perspective on the case file and interactions with the paralegals? Let's listen. Why is that an issue? You mean, he wanted those comments? Because I really didn't have much time. I had a ton of files to get to, and I guess I can't always hold his hand through stuff like that. I just need him to get it done. It doesn't sound like Rachel is very understanding of Jeff. She says she doesn't want to hold his hand, which means to give someone a lot of support and guidance. Interestingly enough, it sounds like Rachel doesn't really understand how she should be coaching her paralegals. Coaching someone is an open dialogue, but it doesn't mean you never offer your opinion or wisdom. It just has to be done right and at the right time. At this point in the conversation, a bit of explicit instruction from Marion is necessary. Ah, I see. Well, I think you might need to shift your thinking a bit on this. I mean, it's a working relationship. And with the paralegals, it's important to nurture them and guide them and give them the tools they need to succeed. Because everyone ultimately wants to do a good job. And when there's uncertainty, or when expectations seem to change, it's confusing. You'll notice that Marion softens her instructions by saying, I think you might need to, rather than you must or I need you to.
and Marion's instructions are really about how to be a coach to the paralegals. That means nurturing them or kindly helping them develop and grow. It also means reducing uncertainty or situations when the paralegals don't know what Rachel expects. And that's what Marion indicated Jeff was concerned about. Now that Marion has identified one of the problems in Rachel's work, what does she do next? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uncertainty. Right. So it seems like maybe you need to re-examine that relationship and how you approach it. Does that make sense? Marion is telling Rachel what appears to be the problem, but she wants to make sure that Rachel understands and agrees. She asks whether it makes sense to test whether Rachel accepts this initial assessment. What are some other ways we can ask for agreement about a problem? Let's run through some more examples. Would you agree that you might need to look at your time management skills? Is it fair to say that you need to talk to Nick a little differently? So, it sounds like it's a communication problem, is that right? I think this is really just a misunderstanding. Don't you agree? So, does the problem that Marion has identified make sense to Rachel? Yes, for sure. Definitely food for thought. And yeah, you know, it's something I need to give some thought to. Thanks for this, Marion. Really helpful. Rachel appears receptive to Marion's advice. She calls it food for thought, or something important to think about. And she thanks Marion for the help. That's how you know you've done a good job of coaching, when the person shows appreciation for your help. And remember, that means opening an honest dialogue, asking questions, and showing empathy before you start giving any guidance. Now let's practice some of the language we learned in today's lesson. Imagine you work as a senior manager with a large company. You've been coaching a junior manager that you've recently hired. You'll hear a cue from the person you're coaching, then I'll give you a suggestion for what you can say in response. We'll guide you through each step in the practice and provide an example answer for each response. Ready? Let's give it a go. Thanks for taking the time to chat. Start by saying, you're welcome, and asking how everything is going. Answer. You're welcome. So, how has everything been going? Okay, I guess. But as the new guy, I feel like nobody listens to my ideas. Now say you understand, because you had the same experience when you started. Answer. Yeah, I totally understand. It was the same for me when I started. Right, but I can't help thinking it's about something I'm doing wrong. Next, tell her that she sometimes tends to interrupt too much in meetings. 
Answer. Well, sometimes you tend to interrupt too much in meetings. I do? I guess I didn't realize that. That's not good. Now ask how she thinks others feel about the meetings. Answer. No. And how do you think the others feel about our meetings? Well, I suppose I can sense that people aren't really engaged. Finally, ask whether she agrees that she should try to become a better listener. Answer. So, would you agree that you maybe need to become a better listener? Now let's practice some of the vocabulary we've covered in this lesson. In a moment, you'll hear a series of sentences with a word replaced with a beep. Repeat each sentence, including the missing word. For example, if you hear, I shouldn't have to hold Marty's all the time. You can say, I shouldn't have to hold Marty's hand all the time. After each response, we'll provide the correct answer. Let's begin. I enjoy the work, but it's certainly been a big learning. Answer. I enjoy the work, but it's certainly been a big learning curve. It took me a few months to get the of the new software. Answer. It took me a few months to get the hang of the new software. We will need all hands on if we want to finish this by Friday. Answer. We will need all hands on deck if we want to finish this by Friday. Thanks for the advice. It's really food for... Answer. Thanks for the advice. It's really food for thought. We've reached the end of this lesson, the first in our series on coaching. We've learned how to ask open-ended questions, show empathy, and give examples of behavior. We've also looked at asking for input, perspectives, and agreement about a problem. For more practice, premium members can access the online quizzes and PDF transcripts for this and other lessons on the BEP website. Not a member yet? Then head over to www.businessenglishpod.com and sign up for a free trial to preview some of the extra resources available to members. Thanks for listening and see you again soon.